Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast, episode 41. I'm not even sure, like, is 40 considered over the hill now? Like, hill, and then you start going down now. We're on our way down. We're on our way down. We're a middle-aged podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Welcome, everybody. Oh, wow. What a start. Uh, I already started not bad. This podcast was ending before it even started. I hope nobody else heard that. <laughs> Drew, Steve, what's up, guys? Oh, not much, man. Still still buzzing. Still buzzing from Saturday. What a fucking game. Oh, hey, uh, disclaimer. There's going to be some F-bombs. Yeah, you, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to help myself this time. <laughs> Just like Is Jack it? Blake on his post game. <laughs> He did not hold back. It's funny because I'm pretty sure at this point, like, I'm not... We've had a few episodes where we didn't say bad words, but I still put the the, the tag on it, the, the parental advisory tag, just to make sure. Just in case we missed it. As you guys know, <laughs> hey, we do cuss in this podcast. But welcome. Drew, how are you feeling, man? Are you buzzing, too? Doing great. Yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing on some good suds, some good uh, soccer, some good just vibes here in san diego just overall kind of uh being packed to you know we being around people that whole thing you know it's it's kind of all fun and in a different world than it was even three weeks ago you know with this club and yeah. you know with what we're doing so exciting times yeah as our men of the match jack bangers only blake would say fucking buzzing fucking buzzing me too let's fucking go mate let's go hey <laughs> what are y'all drinking tonight uh, so you thought that was coffee, everybody? No, this is bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs drop on Father's Day. Hey. I got myself some bacon and eggs and enjoying it in my bacon and eggs mug. And it is a very, very good Imperial Porter by Pizza Port. Very good. So is that technically supposed to be a breakfast beer? Is that why it's called uh, well, bacon and eggs? I think that's that was kind of the idea, right? But bacon and eggs a strong, in a mug. It's a strong but, beer to have for breakfast. 8%? But. Pretty good. San Diego does yeah, not great. joke around when it comes to beer. Drew, what are you having? No, no. I'm having a Mickler. I'm having a burst. It's Michelob? a West Coast style. Yeah, yeah. Mickler. Uh, Mickler. 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 But yeah, it's the uh, burst. This one. With the guy spits on the other guy's face. Nice. Not something you would want to do last year. <laughs> but now now it's okay. He's They're vaccinated. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm actually. You're gonna get uh, you're gonna get sober, Jerry, today because I'm drinking water out of my awesome locals water jug thingy that I made. So, cheers, everybody! Thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> we're excited to get into it. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about six one nine day. We won, and then we're gonna talk about two matches. It's a quick turnaround, actually. Uh, we're gonna be playing against Las Vegas, and then against Oakland Roots four days after. So, we'll get into all of that. How about how about we just do it, guys? What do you think? Let's go. Let's go. Six one nine day. Let's go. Let's jump in. What a special day, man! It, it's so many things to celebrate. So many different things going on on six one nine day. Not only was it obviously six one nine day in San Diego, uh, it was celebration of Juneteenth as well. Uh, we had a pride celebration, and it was uh, I guess the official grand opening of what you would call the loud and proud section in one ten, right next to us, and that was uh, great to see. I think it's gonna take a little warming up to get to the loud part, but they were they got there. They got there eventually. I did see a lot of people sitting down, uh, but they're eventually, spirited. Eventually, matters. Very proud. Yeah, the proud part they got down. There was a lot of fine. there was a lot of yeah. of uh, flag waving, which is fantastic because uh, 
you could see it. It was just like packed section. Well, that entire East End was just just banging. Uh, other than oh yeah, one hundred eleven A. That part was, but everything else was great. Uh, they had a ceremony. You know, they had all sorts of things going on. Uh, it, it was great. I, by the way, this wasn't like an official uh, Pride celebration. We're going to have an official Pride celebration in July. Uh, and I'm not really sure how that worked out. I think it just just worked out that way with the schedule. Uh, June is the Pride month. However, we're going to be celebrating uh, against, uh, I believe it's the 24th, right? Against Phoenix. Again, the Phoenix comes back. And it's a game against Phoenix at home. We're going to have our uh, actual Pride Day. And from what I understand, we're going to have finally some pride merch from the club, which is going to be awesome. So it was great to see, though. Uh, you saw all of the decorations around the stadium. You saw the the crest has been uh, prided up, which is awesome. Uh, and I've been asking for this. We, we need some pride gear. So it's it's awesome to be able to get it. And it's, you know, the, the thing about the loud and proud section that I have to say and I'm really, really proud of is that I do believe, and I did a little bit of research, it looks like we are the only club that has a designated area in their stadium cool. in which the proceeds of every ticket sale for that section go uh to an lgbtq plus organization that helps that community and it's just amazing and it's something to be proud of so kudos to the club and i mean kudos to everybody that's involved in making that happen because really it's it's such a great thing and a great representation of what san diego is and i'm just uh, very proud, really, really, really proud to, uh, you know, to have that right next to us. Makes it that much better, right? Yeah. That's what we're it's what we're about is inviting in people, uh, inviting in uh, cultures, especially here in San Diego, that are, you know, maybe haven't gotten as much uh, time in the sun and, and making sure that they are uh, heard and seen. And so uh, to be right next to our section, I think is, is a perfect fit. It's going to be really fun to see how that develops, how that grows, and, and maybe becomes you know more of a partnership uh, moving forward as opposed to just kind of, hey, the section next to these people being crazy, maybe you can join in uh, a little bit and, and you know do some education on what we do in our section as well. But um, very, very cool uh, to see that it's an, an ongoing effort and it's not just this like token like, hey, we're just going to do a one game kind of thing. You know, like they, yeah. they, they want to make this a, a core effort from the club ongoing to to make sure that uh, that community specifically feels welcome here um you know and in any community really but uh as i said reaching out and and going the extra mile to say hey not only are we welcoming you here we really want to make sure that uh, what we're doing goes back and and circulates back into that specific community outside of the sport as well so uh very cool stuff and I, i'm looking forward to especially that merch man to see what they do because it does Whenever you add that that rainbow or you add uh, the the different pride elements to uh, the crest, it looks pretty cool. So uh, excited! Maybe just keep stopping by Merch Mansion until I see something. We'll see. <laughs> Paul Malkin will tell us. He'll tell us. I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you got an area in the coal mine. Make yeah. sure you're part of the no, Discord. I, you're probably going to be the first to find out about that merch before even the club knows about it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Before, I had this. I had this later on, but while we're talking about pride, um, our pride raiser, an update on our pride raiser. So I currently see yeah. seven goals in the month of June. Um, I know Espen mentioned that the last game in May also counts. That would be nine, but for for my calculations right now, I have seven. Um, and just checking right now, we have two hundred fifty eight dollars and twenty four cents pledged per goal. That's eighteen hundred dollars uh, total. So eighteen hundred seven dollars and sixty eight cents to be exact. Uh, that's a lot of money. So that's awesome. Uh, really, I really quick, wanted to mention seven goals, 
technically, uh, if they do count the May 29th, right now it's not counting it. But uh, seven goals, technically nine, seven goals, four of them being against Phoenix Rising FC. Let's go! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Those should, be, those should count double. But how bad is that? I mean, that's that's a that's a lot of money raised for a really good cause. Um, and it kind of shows, again, what a supporters group can be to the community beyond the sport of soccer. So uh, thank you to everybody who's pledged. Um, I know that I have. I know the locals have. I know all of everybody, uh, Drew and Jerry, you guys have as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I kind of can't wait to wrap things up and, and donate. Yeah, and, and shout out to everybody that has donated, that has pledged, I should say. Uh, so they've pledged a certain amount per goal, basically is what you do. You say every goal that San Diego Loyal scores in the month month of June, I'm going to give, you know, $1, $2, $3, $5, $10. And we've had some amazing people go in and do a lot, lot more than that. Uh, and some very notable names. I'm not going to name anybody because, you know, it's just... If you go on the page, you'll see the names. Uh, but it just really, really makes me, again, very happy and proud to see this. It's the first time that we do it, first of many. I would hope that we're going to be a part of the Pride Razor uh, fundraising every single year in the month of June. And uh, I think it's just a fantastic opportunity for us to give back to a, a group that's really, really doing fantastic work, which is the San Diego LGBTQ Sunburst Youth Housing Program. Uh, that project, just really quick, it provides 23 units of affordable, supportive housing for youth between 18 and 24 years of age. And it has a special focus on the LGBTQ plus and the HIV plus youth. Uh, so it's for high, high risk youth. It's a, it's a safe place for them. And, it, you know, sometimes they get ejected from their homes uh, because of their sexual orientation. And the center gives them a place uh, for them to to be safe and to have a roof over their heads. So it's a fantastic, fantastic organization. And again, thank you to all of those that have pledged. It's not too late. Please go and make your pledge. Go over to prideraiser.org. And we should be the first ones that pop up if you have, uh, you know, your uh, your location settings in such a way where it will at least read you. It should immediately show up. But if you if not, then you should be able to go to any of our social media, find the link there. It's uh, Rainbow Loyals and Locals SG Pride uh, 2021. Um, Espen and everybody over at Rainbow Loyals is doing a fantastic job as well. So and shout Tom, out to Tom's you guys. Tom. And Tom, of course. Yeah, Tom Phillips. Yeah, I mean, got to name the director of philanthropy who, again, Absolutely. continues. I mean, he is nonstop. I don't think that For he sure. quite expected this, but we are doing what we set out to do. Really, really proud of this group. So, yeah. again, For thank sure. you guys. And, uh, this was always the idea we're... from from Tom's from Tom's element, right? He would say this is always the idea to make it a bedrock, make it something we are always should have something going. And so yeah. it's mm-hmm. he's done a great job of continually taking the Absolutely. coal and stoking the fire. So great job, Tom. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, before we move on from the philanthropic, a um, little bit of a merch update. So we 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 had mentioned that our Black Lives Matter shirts were for sale, and that five dollars of every proceeds is going to blue the Blue Heart Foundation here in San Diego, uh, serving Black and underserved uh, you know persons. Uh, we sold 23 of those shirts in the last week. Uh, so 23 shirts, that's 115 bucks donated. Um, those are still definitely available. Um, we're going to add shipping here, I think, pretty soon to the to the online shop. Right now we were just doing in-person pickups, but we'll do shipping pretty soon. Um, so those will be available. Very but, cool. Uh, continue to buy those, and those will be – we'll donate uh, periodically. So that doesn't really have an expiration date. Just um, $5 to every shirt that we sell for those goes to the Blue Heart Foundation. 
Yeah. And similar to what we did with our Pride shirt and uh, Collins Foundation as well. Yep. Um, so we do a similar thing there. If you buy one of our Pride shirts, uh, proceeds there go as well. So it's one of those things where, you know, continually our, our shop is also supposed to be a revenue source to where we keep that philanthropic uh, ideal also running through all of everything. We just want to make it to where the group always has resources to do that kind of stuff, right? Uh, one of the cool things we did see uh, in the vein of Pride as well was uh, a proposal that was pretty awesome yeah. we got a proposal on the field uh after the uh they announced the loud and proud section and kind of their purpose there that night and then uh, handed the mic off and it was kind of like we, we got about five ten seconds into it and you're like okay what's going on oh oh okay <laughs> there's a marriage proposal happening before the game it was like the game had everything before the kickoff even happened you had that you have the mayor uh you have a proclamation so it's it's pretty cool man it was you know quite the event um, you know, even before the kickoff here, which we'll get to in a second, but all of that was, was pretty fun to see, uh, to, to have our first marriage proposal in the stadium, I believe. I don't think anybody else has to my recollection, uh, last May, May 7th or March 7th, they could have actually gotten engaged at the last, uh, full home game, uh, and then been married by this one possibly. But, uh, if that was the case, but I don't think there was. So to my knowledge, this would be the first one, definitely the first one in front of everybody. So pretty exciting to, to see that. Um, you know, as a as a more out of the uh, on the field but off the field kind of stuff uh, was pretty neat. But uh, anything more on the mayor being there? We have the mayor, city council chair. There's like a literal document that says that it was loyal six one nine day. So that's kind of neat. Pretty cool yeah, stuff. That was all the mayor up with the section. Yeah, yeah. It was, they, pretty, it was pretty. Go ahead. Go. No, you go for it, Jerry. No, I was just gonna say that. Uh, Tarek Gloria is the first a gay man and person of color elected to San Diego uh, as mayor. So it's, you know, it, he's one of those people where I immediately liked him because he actually has good ideas and he's a good person from just following him. But then he went and popped champagne in the pre-match <laughs> with Darren and Jordan. And I was like, yes, that's our mayor. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, the Mayor Todd Gloria was there. He was all smiles uh, along with council uh, with the council chair, and uh, yeah. So officially, six nineteen is now in San Diego, call, considered San Diego Loyal Six One Nine Day is the official like name of the proclamation, which is very cool. Uh, you know, we have the club now recognized by the city as an actual sporting team, something that the Union Tribune has failed to do uh so it's pretty great it's just awesome to be sorry i had to throw that in there uh no it's just really good <laughs> it's, it's good that uh you know we have these these things this recognition uh and i mean topped off with a win couldn't couldn't have asked for anything better right that was the one thing i was like this is such a cool thing we have a proposal we have the mayor they're cutting ribbons we have yeah, a proclamation we better win this game, man. We better win. Yeah, right? It felt like a homecoming, right? Where you're like, you don't schedule your hardest game for a homecoming game, right? Like that's why you you usually have an easy game. But yeah, it was one of those where you're like, man, it's it's really hinging on this, and especially with the form we were coming in with and what they were coming in with. I honestly felt like it was a toss up. I felt like we easily were playing. You know, since we were playing at home. We had them on the ropes there. We we didn't have any reason not to play pretty good here. And so going in, as you said, the emotion was there, but you also felt like, okay, if there was any doubt that we should have to win this game, now we got to win this game since we're cutting ribbons uh, and doing all this right in front of some, you know, uh, you know, in front of our rivals, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of stoking before, them up a little bit. 
I mean, even added to the pregame hype um, before all that happened, we were back at the parking lot. We were finally back and able to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of gather back in our pregame, you know, not so tailgate kind of thing where we could enjoy beers together. Uh, got some music going. We got some drums going. Um, got this kind of chance to get that kind of community and, and be able to socialize and, um, you know, march up to the stadium and do that again. So that all added to this like big feel that this was a really, really big match. And it, mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it ended up being a huge match um, for the club. I think this is really going to be a huge turning point for the season. Um, I agree. Just kind of how, how the game felt, how it felt during the game, how it felt before the game, like I said, in the parking lot and in the March, especially. Um, and then how it felt obviously after the game when we won. So um, yeah, there's, there's a ton to go through in this match, but um, overall, uh, what a huge, huge result. And you know what? And we we have to mention this because this is a really, really big deal as well. And uh, we would be failing if we didn't mention this. Uh, Juneteenth is a very, very special day uh, as, as well. And now those that didn't know, because apparently some people didn't know what Juneteenth was. I've been knowing what Juneteenth is. But uh, spurred on by advocates of the Congressional Black Caucus on June 15th, uh, the Senate unanimously passed that Juneteenth is now a national uh, holiday. It's the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act. Uh, it was established uh, that is now a federal holiday and is recognized as a federal holiday, which is fantastic. Uh, it is about darn time. And, you know, we celebrate that as well. So it just adds to all the, all of this celebration. Maybe this one not so much re- uh, celebration, more of a just... Uh, you know, observance and a a moment for all of us to reflect on, you know, how far we've come and how far we still have to go. And uh, it's it's going to be a day that we will definitely be, uh, you know, in, in, in years to come, be, be making more of an effort to have uh, TIFOs and things like that. I believe we did have a Juneteenth flag up, which was a little bit uh, smaller than maybe we we should have had. Uh, but it just for everybody that is here listening, just know that it is, it is something that we, you know, we don't just glaze over and say, yeah, hey, it's 619 day. It's it's also Juneteenth. And it's very, very important that um, yeah, you sure. guys know that we're as leadership are very much aware of it and are, again, doing what we can to uh, make sure we, we bring some awareness to that as well. Right. Yep. Yeah, bring, totally bring more representation yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff. For sure. The mor- Steve, that morning, ahead. Saturday morning, I was um, hands and knees finishing the. The re uh, the repainting of the BLM banner. Oh, that's right. We did have a Black Lives Matter. We had the bigger one. The one from last season yes. um, seemingly vanished. But uh, it was really important to me to finish the um, that one for, for this match. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I agree. We didn't have a Juneteenth one specifically, but um, it was really important to me to finish the, the repainting of the BLM banner. And shouts to my wife and to Eileen, who helped me, um, helped, you know, finish or paint that one. And then I kind of finished it up Saturday morning put a bunch of fans on it to make it dry because I really, really wanted it to be in the stadium uh, for for the Saturday match because that's, you know, today and every day, Black Lives Matter. That's right. Hey, one thing really quick because I see Hector Trujillo just made it in um, and he's calling us drunks in Spanish. He said pinches pedos, which is funny because I'm actually drinking water, Hector, today. Um, and I'm now not drinking beer because of you because of you calling me a drunk. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Hector. I'm just kidding. I just don't want to feel bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we love Hector. Uh, he's he's a he's a fantastic, 
fantastic uh, he's writer. He, he's a very yeah. passionate person, very funny. Uh, no, Hector, I'm not mad at you. Very <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Does Kurt Russell still love? Me? I'm not mad at you. <laughs> That's right. He does call you Kurt Russell. I mean, you have you know it's somewhat a resemblance. I guess. Sure. I guess. I'll take it. Actually, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, what was the movie where he's the uh, I'm captain? Sure you'll take captain his, Ron. I'm sure you'll take his bank yeah. account too, right? Jeez. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would be nice. For sure. All right. What else we got? Get what that Babletics money. Yeah. All right, um, we, we want to run through this match a little bit, so get some reviews, get some get some timelines, get some subs, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. why not? Let's do it. Let's Fine. do it. Let's let's get a little bit of a recap going. So obviously Jack Blake, star of the match. Um got the, got two goals, 36th and 57th minutes. Um and just two bangers. What what would you call him, Jerry? Bangers only Blake. That's right. Um yeah, he scored all of his goals outside the box. Um, there's just something to him getting a little bit of yard, you know, a little yard of space right outside the box and he just can find those corners. Um, it's one of those things you can't teach. It's one of those things. Uh, it's kind of those un, unattainable skills. You have it or you don't to be able to create your own space for that half yard to shoot and, and be able to shoot accurately. And, uh, he's shown time and time again that he can do that. Uh, it's a skill that he has, um, among many others. I mean, he can, he can carry the ball. He can turn in, in tight spaces. Um, I think he's definitely been one of, if not our best player of the season. I know mm. Guido has been amazing, but um, Guido has been injured a lot and he's put a lot of goals in and assists and stuff, but there's something to be said about Blake's played. I think every minute for us, um, if not, I, you know, at least the majority of them. And um, yeah, yeah. He just had a phenomenal game. Clear man of the match. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Like a hundred percent. I was going to say the four, four, two and this lineup specifically, I really enjoyed it. I think it yeah. felt pretty secure. Yeah. They, I mean, you look at some of the stats, and maybe we can go through those real quick on the attacking side sure. of things. And, and, I mean, Phoenix Rising had us beat on the stats. But, really, I think, Steve, you mentioned this, right, somewhere. You said the only stat that matters, two goals yeah. to one. That's the only stat yeah. that matters at the end of the day. But going back to Jack Blake, the reason that I say the whole four four two thing is because, uh, you know, he is powerful. The two jacks on the right are just, like, actually the three jacks on the right, which is kind of weird jack's kind of middle right but like jack uh mayor but i'm talking about just the amount of heart that jack blake puts into this team and into the crest and into the jersey he just he can tell when he's on that pitch he lives breathes this club and you can tell all of the guys do as well and that's something that i think we can all agree on like these guys want to win and when they don't do well they they are hating it. But Jack Blake is that one player that every single game he is giving it hit his like 150%. Like it's ridiculous how much heart Jack Blake puts into this team and into his play. And when he came up to get that growler, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, I mean, you could sense it. Like I just went to give him a little like light tap hug and he like – held on to him. He's like, this is the best, man. Like, he's just so passionate, right? So, absolutely. Like, let's actually jump into some stats real quick. So, again, on the attack, it was was like, they had 21 shots. We only had six. Seven of theirs were on target. Four of ours were on target. And outside the box, we had five. We had had more than Phoenix, which is great. But inside the box, how does this even happen that we – Keep letting Phoenix into the box so damn much, but 17 shots inside the box. 
Eek. Right? But still, somehow, Jack Blake finds the space. And, I mean, he was given very little space and somehow puts it in the back of the net. Like, both of those goals just... The thing that's impressive with his his speed, right, is his speed with his legs out of his out of his feet to get the ball kind of moving from one side to the other and then throwing the ball with great pace. You know, it's kind of to give an American sports analogy, it's like a lot like Brett Favre watching him, uh, where he would just kind of like throw his body right to left a little bit and then just like throw a ball thirty yards on a rope for no reason. Jack can do that with with the soccer ball, which is just really impressive to see. But it's one of these skills where once he gets it out. Um, the keeper was frozen. There was really no way to save either one of those goals. If you look at, like, there's absolutely no way the way that he created that angle and the way the keeper was standing when the ball was released. There's just no way that he could actually physically get to the ball um, in the time. So it, it's pretty impressive to see that. And I think he's just been dangerous all year, right? I mean, he's he's been around, even though we weren't doing well in some of those games, you could tell he was making dangerous shots. He was the person who, who did get us closer, and especially in a game here where, yeah, if you look at the XG, so it was 0.32 to Phoenix's 2.34 that's crazy <laughs> like but we still walked away 2-1 so that means that yeah again he he was able to make those outside the box and outside the you know normal realm of shots count and against a team like this that's kind of what you have to do is to frustrate them into losing right and that's what we did a great job of is it seemed like they were pretty dang frustrated by the end of the second half there they just kind of wanted to walk off and even though they got six extra minutes seven almost eight minutes i think by the end of that it, it felt like they were right frustrated with us and they don't want to see us for a couple months and that's, and that's well, kind and of a good place to be yeah. another interesting point is 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 one landon made and um, I've, I've disagreed with landon a few times in his post game kind of assessments and i haven't liked a lot of the stuff he said but this time i definitely agree i think we played better at phoenix when we when they they came back and drew us as a whole um mm-hmm. but i think you know we, we got the result today right uh or not today but this weekend um so there's a lot to be said about that, right? Are we digressing? No, they had, you know, Phoenix played pretty well. We didn't play as well. Um, but again, results matter. And we, we kind of showed a lot of grit and fight and to hold on to that lead. They were definitely pushing. pushing. The keeper came up for a couple corner kicks at the end of the game there. Um, I remember seeing that a couple times. So there's um there's a lot to be said about finally finishing out and closing out a game under tight circumstances, under a ton of pressure, because we've had a lot um, a couple, you know, far too many circumstances where they've scored, the, the, the opposing team has scored at the end of the first half, at the end of the game, um, to, to steal some points from us. And, and it's disheartening. You know, you got to be able to close halves out. That's really, really important in soccer. And we were finally able to do that. So this is, a, it's, a, it's a big step. It's a big step and a huge, huge result. You know, one thing about that, uh, just if I could comment on that, because I think that this squad is now finding back of the net which was most important but now we look at what you just mentioned steve which is the last few minutes of this of any match actually where you're on top a good team is going to be able to not only take the pressure from the opposing team and use it to its advantage in the way where a the you know that when that team starts coming at us near the end of the match and they start putting the goalkeeper over here, we need to take advantage of any mistake. At this point, be so good that you catch a mistake and take advantage of it and even put another one in the back of the net, and we haven't been able to do that. Rather, we kind of just pull back. By the way, and you bringing that up, it, it does remind me that I really, really don't like I don't know if it's a strategic thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's something that Landon or Nate have told these guys to do or what, 
But I hate the time wasting. The time wasting has to stop. Like it's yeah, so annoying. <clears throat> yeah, Go ahead, Drew. We had a corner let with what six minutes in, in uh, stoppage when they had already shown the, the time, and we took the corner. And I thought we were going to run up and take a corner. I thought we were going to go for a goal. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. And then they took it just right into the corner. I was like, okay. And that's, a, I, I think, a thing with two minutes left, you know, and, and mentally a thing to think about. But I never like it. So it's just one of those things where I, I, I don't love the idea that we're still trying to pack it in at home, you know, with that much time left, you yeah. know. Time wasting. Yeah, especially, with what, especially with what had happened at Phoenix, you know? Yes. You know, uh, that, that's kind of how I felt well, about people it. Wondering why, it's, it's, people wondering about the six-plus minutes, you know, after every freaking match against Phoenix. Well, it's because <laughs> we're time-wasting. Like, stop doing that. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I agree. And the, the, the easy answer is it's common in soccer. It happens everywhere, blah, blah, blah. But, like, we've yeah. shown time and time again that we're this club is not that and it's different than that, so – be different than that and like continue to kind of set the standard and at least you know a little bit um because there was there were some times there it was just like come on like that that wasn't as bad as it looked and uh we're milking it and uh i I just yeah it's great to have the win and it's great to eke out you know the points there but you got to do it a little more you know maybe a little more class than that because i don't like to say that i agree jerry kind of calling out the club there i agree yeah and you know it, the the subs too. Uh, I mean, were, those were okay. Yeah. What did we have as far as subs? Do you guys know? Yeah, the one I the one that I thought was interesting was the first one, which was when um, Ibarra came off and we put uh, what was it called Callum Montgomery on, mm-hmm. um, and that was interesting because that's definitely a defensive sub, and that's kind of saying, hey, we're up too well, we're gonna pack it in. It was the sixty eighth minute, I think it was, hmm. um, and that's very like that that gives me. Um, I know we held on to and I just gave praise, but I don't like that, right? I want to keep keep the pressure on. Do what's worked over the over the first sixty eight minutes. What's worked is is possession. You know, we held possession for the majority of this game. The statistics show that it's like fifty three to forty seven, something like that. Um, and that's great. You know, why why change what we're doing? Um, if you want to, if you want a different winger on, you can. We have other attacking wingers that could have come on, and uh, you you didn't need to play a defensive sub there to go from a four back to a five back and just kind of pack it in because then that just invites pressure and that just it, they, they scored pretty soon after that i think um and it just changes the tempo of the game it kind of invites pressure instead of like saying we're just going to take it to it so yeah they did a great job of shutting down miguel barry i think they were expecting that this is the guy that we need to just stop uh, yeah. which was another thing uh, there that i that i noticed but uh, going back to the subs real quick i don't know why i was just thinking about that but you're talking about you know, uh, yeah, Montgomery comes in for Ibarra and then Guido in the 73rd. Uh, you knew when Spencer and Stoneman came in that they were going to get yellows. Like, I immediately knew Spencer and Stoneman. And they both, Stoneman, and so, they both yeah, did. So good. I mean, for, first Stoneman because that's Stoneman. Uh, but Spencer because Ben doesn't like his old club. And he did some yeah. things there that I think kind of gave it away that, yeah, he definitely doesn't like his old club. And, you know, I, I think even at some point in like an after the match interview, uh, Rick Shant said that was immature and unprofessional, and he said for an old, uh, you know, team me- uh, mate or team member or whatever he said, one of our old old guys uh, to do that was immature or some something along the lines of that. And he's clearly talking about Ben Spencer. Uh, yeah. Okay, Rick, immature Shants, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and and I like. How long of, have you been in this game, Rick Shants? Ex- thank on. you. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like, <laughs> really. 
ridiculous. Uh, but that's a great point. But, I actually hadn't thought about that, Steve. That it was an you know a defensive sub. Like the first sub was immediately defensive, oh, yeah. and then it was like, oh, here we go, Huck it in everybody. You know, but it make it makes sense if you have somebody like TV who you're playing and deploying more like a defensive mid. Maybe I think it, you can kind of claim that, or if you pushed maybe even Yarrow up uh, or somebody like that, you could you could claim that you're trying to make this a different formation shift. But yeah, it was a clear defensive. Let's throw more bodies behind the ball as opposed to continuing to push forward when we had pretty decent success and you still have options off the bench in the form of yeah, Gido, he, even if he's not going to give you a 90, he's going to give you 30 or 40 solid minutes there, right? And so, um, you know, and it ended up being about 20 here. But I think it, it you had options and it felt like they were almost not conceding, but they were saying like, okay, let's pack it in here um, a little bit. And we were we were playing fine defensively, right? We were yeah. we were playing fine. We didn't need another defensive sub. What we needed and what Ibarra provided was another outlet to to pass the ball from defense to midfield to continue to push forward, Boy, right? Mm-hmm. When you all of a sudden when you switch from a, an offensive player as a winger to a defensive player, you lose outlets to pass the ball and to hold the possession. All of a sudden, instead of passing out of the back, you just kick it out of the back, and then they just regain possession, and you're just inviting pressure. And you're just saying, okay, well, we're not going to let you score, but you're going to have the ball you want. And that's really dangerous against a Phoenix team. And I just – I'm not a coach. I'm not anything, you know, trained. or. But I I just don't like the mentality. I, I want I want them to be, be able to say, you know, let's let's keep this going forward. We're at home. Let's let's score another goal. Or, you know, let's, Sorry, let's keep this attacking mindset. Even if they don't – even if we don't score another goal, we can take it to them. And that's going to kill more time than it be way, way uh, – best defense is a good offense, right? You're, you hold the ball forward. They have no chance to score. So I don't know. I just don't, I, I wish that it was, there was a little bit of a different mindset from that sub. I agree with you. The, the one thing mm-hmm. for me is that doing that. Yes. It, I mean, yes, anything to win, but that specific thing will not get you a championship. Like you got to just get yeah. rid of that shit. You know, and that's what I'm thinking is like, okay, once we actually make it into the playoffs, if we're still doing that kind of crap, like it's just not going to be good for us. It's just not going to turn out right. I mean, maybe we get lucky, but we're in San Diego. Come on, guys. We don't. Can we we need to be good. We can't. We we do not get lucky in San Diego. It's just not the way that it works. Uh, well, and 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 Corbin just commented. That's how you get caught on the counterattack last minute of the game. I I see what you're saying, but not if you commit players forward in a different way, right? You don't commit players forward in the 70th minute or 75th minute or 80th minute when you're only up 2-1 as if you were tied or if, as if it was the first half, right? You can still play with a 4-4-2 and hold the ball in an, in an attacking mindset in the middle of the field rather than like holding it in their offensive third and committing players forward and then getting caught out, right? There's there's definitely two ways to play a 4-4-2. There's many plays, ways to play a 4-4-2, but all of a sudden when you change from that to a 5-3-2 or, or you know, a five-back, it just changes. It changes things, and it, it it didn't seem to change things in a good way to me. At least is it, kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree, Jeremy. You saw that. You said that well about championship quality and kind of go taking it two teams instead of waiting for them to take it to you. Uh, that, that's well said. I mean, why is, are the top teams like Louisville, and I mean, we'll go ahead and put Phoenix up there because they they have earned it on the field. Yeah. Why are they considered, and why are they some of the better teams? Because they don't sit back. And they're not going to yeah. do that sort of thing. They're going to keep going and going and going and just score as many goals as possible. Yep. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we take the three points and, uh, you know, or we keep them here at home and we are in fourth place right now as far as the standings go. Uh, I just We're have in to, the playoffs. Like, on on the up 
I have to mention, like, we were definitely rivals at this point, right? With with Phoenix, like For that sure. got feisty at the well, end. We can't. Dec- That's a good word. This works, though, Jerry. We can't call ourselves their rival, right? No. It has to be. Re- it has to be reciprocal, and I think that was proven, right? Well, <laughs> this match proved it. I think to me is that we're in their heads, right? Mm-hmm. We're in their fans' heads. We're in their players' heads. There's something there, right? The, they they feel that same way about us um, that we, you know, lovingly feel the opposite of love towards them, right? Um, and that's that's kind of I don't like the, I don't the, like the word hate, yeah. Drew. I, I call it uh, strongly disliking them. Yeah, the, what? A, yeah, the the actually it would be apathy would be the opposite. Of, I don't even think about you at all, um, yeah. which which is true. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't, but at the same time. It does feel a little bit extra special to beat the people who come and mess up our beaches. So, um, you know, that's kind of how that's how it's always going to be in this relationship is that they come here to vacation and uh, we go there to shoot guns, I guess. I don't know what people do in Arizona uh, generally. Uh, I'll have to find out soon. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a fun kind of back and forth here because you, they do have a culture that they've built out there. Um, I think we look at it and we say, okay, there's there's ways that's good, but there's a lot of ways we don't want to be what they are, um, and there's ways we want to do it differently. So I think it at least gives us something to say, this is doable. Here, Here's where it exists and is close enough to us to have a touching point, but um, feels really nice when you can, you know, if they're going to look at us like a little brother for now to say, hey, we're, we're already taking it to you within the first two seasons. We pretty much split our, our series and now had the ability to take the upper on them uh, in that final match. So... I'm excited to see what what goes on in that final game with them and their you know best of four here, and then probably the playoffs. We'll see. Uh, we're gonna have to play them again if if we want to go through mm-hmm. the Western Conference. So, yep. Steve, can I take this next question that you wrote on here on our notes, please? You may. Okay. This is a very important question because I'm not. No, yeah, I think I think I I know the answer to this. I want to know what our listeners think. Should <laughs> Trey Muse? Have gotten a second yellow card. Let's be honest with ourselves. Should Muse have gotten a second yellow card? <coughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you did you say something, Jerry? No. Nope. Just coughing. Just coughing. No, clear yeah, your throat. So drink some water. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, my answer will be a clear yes. <laughs> yes, he should have. Uh, I don't think that was warranted, but um, I think Marissa said it a couple times. Oh, well, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I'm glad I'll be playing the next match is all I can say. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, again, uh, Jack Blake just killing it. Epic performance. He wins the uh, man of the match. We sing uh, ole, 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 Jack Blake, Jack Blake. Yeah. And I just have to throw Marissa's back in there. Where is it at? Drew, can you put up the one that Marissa's been putting up on uh, social media? Marissa right Tomei or? No, which, no, no. Uh, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Marissa. Shout out to uh, you. Thank you for joining us on the chat tonight. Can you throw up her uh, her chat? That she, it's like she posted a couple of times, dude. You should be able to find it pretty easy. Which one? Uh, the Rick Shane's thing or the No 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 the chant. I'm talking chants now. You're paying attention. Oh, ole, ole, ole. Jack no, Blake, Jack Blake. He bangs with his left, he bangs with his right. His ah, name there, is Jack there, Blake, there, he yeah. bangs it all night. Thank you, sir. Sorry, there's a whole discussion about how she spells her name in our in our chat section here, so it was uh, kinda hard to parse there. Yeah, of course. Hector Hector's yeah. here, so that's gonna happen. Um he bangs with his left, he bangs with his right, his name is Jack Blake, he bangs it all night. Love it. Now I wanna add another one. Can we? We need to figure out how because it's kind of a little weird, but do it. We can make it work. Have you guys heard David Bowie's Starman? Yes. Okay, so it's going to go. There's a Starman playing on the right. 
His name is Jack Blake, and he's fucking dynamite. There's a star man playing on the ride. His name What's is, like, is Jack Blake. And he's a, See, there's a little bit of a space there where I'm not sure that it, like... Well, we'll mm-hmm. figure it out, but I'm throwing it out there. There you go. I like it. Anything Bowie is fine by me. Nice. Well, well, again, congratulations to Jack Blake. And I mentioned, like, when he... I don't know how what he said to you, because you gave him a bigger hug, but when I hugged him, it was well after he had already celebrated and everything, and he, like, went in for a hug hug. Yeah. And I was, he was so pumped. So yeah, much so that he carried that growler all the way into the post <laughs> into the post show. Uh, wow, what just what a great celebration with that man! So excited for him, and I hope to do that more times this season. Yeah, you you touched on it when he came up, how like stoked he was, and I was at the top of the stairs when he came up, uh, and I I scarfed him and gave him a big hug, and yeah, you kind of I kind of felt the fingers dig in your back, and like you're like that's a good hug. Yeah, yeah. He, he, on this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you could just feel it, right? I mean, you mentioned it before how much he cares and he's mentioned it so many times how the support here is so good. It's like how much he feels it. And I think he means it. I mean, yeah, he won a championship at, at Real Salt Lake or, uh, not Real Salt Lake, but so, uh, you know, the Monarchs, mm-hmm. um, and they don't, they're not going to have the kind of support that we're going to be able to provide. Right. Because they have Real Salt Lake there. Um, but here, you know, this is our world. This is, this is our club. So um, we support them unequivocally. And I think that he can really feel it. And that, that you could see that it really matters to him, which is like a huge, huge thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you could just kind of see it on his face. And then obviously they got, uh, they got the, the, the footage with him, the interview with him, right. As he was walking away from that ceremony. And that's when he got all the, all the F bombs in and uh, you can kind of see his, his voice inflect and the emotions kind of rise in his voice. And, uh, that re- you can really see how much it matters to him, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, agreed. We're going to go ahead and move on. But before I do, I have to, uh, acknowledge Marissa just said another optional chant for Jack Blake yours truly to the tune of justin bieber and you lost me immediately i'm not even gonna read that no justin bieber chance in this supporters group as long as i live no i'm just kidding actually it's, <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty good uh blakey blakey right blakey oh i don't know goal oh okay good. that's good Go. okay blakey, blakey, blake. the drums like, don't really work i feel like no nah, just justin B- no it's just it's one of like justin bieber's older songs so i don't know if i don't know maybe well, I don't know, what do you guys think? You don't, Maybe. Don't, don't. If if the if the section if you can get ten people yeah. singing it at once, you have a chance. But uh, that's even even if you do that, sometimes they don't make it. So oh. Some chants are just better, better as a yeah. A lot of my chants are I never my my chants never work. So I haven't <laughs> gotten one to work yet. Hey, so. but you were doing the Starman pretty good. I don't know. We might need to yeah. you know change your mentality about you not being good at it. And you might actually be really good. Uh, Nick Duffy said, Phoenix fans heckling the post match. Oh, did you guys see that? She's like, of course they're going to do that. Yeah. Only, only we're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, fine when you don't yell uh, cuss words uh, openly at, at players, too. Yeah, that, that, that helps. If it's a nice, jovial crashing of the post show, they're fine yeah. with it. It's when you're uh, being somewhat uh, verbally violent. Uh, that's just not cool in any think, any respect. And I think it was like but, one of the older ladies that was with the Phoenix supporters too, which is like even better. It's like 
Just that's go back great. and listen to it. It's so good. Okay, but anyways, that's enough. We don't need to talk about those guys. Uh, no. <laughs> we're don't, give them, don't give them oxygen. No oxygen. Generally. They're, they're I did to, write a chant to a uh, no Beyonce song. Maybe I'll share that in the post show. All right. Cool. Stay uh, tuned. We'll stay tuned. That's a, that's a little like, oh, maybe I do want to hang out. It's a teaser. Yeah. That's why you got to come to the post show. <laughs> let's move on <laughs> all right we do have a very tight schedule coming up obviously with two games uh like four days apart from each other really right so yeah. friday coming up on friday 7 30 p.m kickoff again so that's gonna be nice go right into the saturday sunday hopefully with three nice. points against vegas they're gonna be in vegas at vegas um and i agree with hector i think uh he said in the comments it's gonna be a much tougher game than we think against vegas and i would agree sir because Yes, they're coming in from a 3-1 loss against Orange County. That's okay. but And actually, this was at home, too, I believe. Yeah, this was at home. Uh, but they also did win against Galaxy 2. They tied against San Antonio, and they won against Tacoma Defiance. Uh, good teams that they were able to beat. And Las Vegas Lights, it's getting, I think they're getting their, their groove. And if you watch that game against Orange County, it's a little deceptive because... Las Vegas Lights played very well, and that first goal was, like, long time coming. I think they just kind of – I don't know what was up with Orange County that match where they could not put it in the back of the net. Eventually it got in, and they put three on them, uh, ending in a 3-1 uh, loss for Las Vegas. So they're going to come into this match with a little bit more, I think, pressure on them, knowing that they need to put on a good show for their home, uh, you know, for their home fans. So we'll see. I, I don't see Las Vegas Lights as being a a bad team, honestly. Especially yeah, with like what last we've time, seen. Last time we played them, they were coming in 0-4. They were definitely on the skids. This feels like a different kind of vibe going into this match. So um, I agree and well said, Jerry, that you know the, the expectations are different going into this one. Um, so, I mean, obviously I still hope for a win, but they're, they're, they're finding their groove, and I think that it's going to be a tougher match than, than, uh, than the last one. Yeah, there's still talented players that are in the system. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. it, it, it's it's a weird um, setup, right? The whole thing is almost a joke in the way that we all joke about it. You know, it's like, which home are they playing in for this home game, Jerry? Do Are we getting a group flight with them to Vegas? Um, but yeah, yeah, somebody like, said that on Discord, right? Who was it that said, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, can we just like drive up there and they can give us a ride? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah the, the lights can give us a ride from LA. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it, they're still talented, right? It's still LEFC's, you know, gems right that they're growing uh in a lab so th these Good are players some of the best young, yeah some of the best young players in that system um and so it's it just happens to be this is why you know as we saw this week another M mls news point we're not an mls show but they launched uh or launched the idea officially of their d3 league that's gonna suck up some of these two teams um and it'll be more interesting to see what happens with places like las vegas whether they continue to exist in leagues like USL or if they, you know, pull the competition back to be strictly just independent teams, right? Um, so that'll be curious in the next year or two. But with this kind of talent level, that's why you need that because they can play at a D2 level, they can play at a D3 level, and in soccer, as we've seen even in Open Cups, in FA Cups, right? D4, D5 can have a shot against D1 on any night, and especially even when you're that close, D3 to D2 almost or even within D2 here um, where they're still... You know, 
the lights this season. They they're always going to be more dangerous than you know your normal bottom feeder teams. We joked about Tacoma before the season. We thought they weren't going to be very good, right? Look at them. They've put it together pretty well uh, as a unit, and maybe they'll fall apart as they get players pulled out here or there, right? That can happen more frequently there, but. That's kind of my take on it. Is it? I, I look at these like trap games, right? Especially the mm-hmm. Vegas ones because it's such a weird freaking field too. And They're playing on a quadrangle, you know, that used to be a, a baseball field, and yeah. all that kind of stuff can always mess with you as a player. And a wavy, waggy, inflatable tube guy and pools and Steve. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, still looking for the first away win of the season. So that's true. Um, this is yeah, the place needed, to do it. It would be kind of a nice way to break the break the seal per se. So. Of, um, Oh, to get that, the, the three points to be able to bring those home. Definitely not road warriors. We are definitely not road warriors. Uh, not yet. The, not yet. Uh, the the thing too to take into consideration is Las Vegas played a match against Galaxy Two on Wednesday, the sixteenth, and then quick turnaround for them on the nineteenth against Orange County. So that could have been a little bit, uh, you know, there. They're they don't have any games coming up, so they've had some rest now, and they're gonna have their they should have their full squad. And here's the thing too, they are also very much affected by a bunch of injuries to their squad, and at least the original squad that I'm sure they intended to have. And so uh, some of them are coming back. Like I think Uche at some, CC Uche at some point was hurt and uh, he's been a great defender for Las Vegas. Uh, they do still have, who's their goalkeeper? Uh, Orando played against OC. Okay. So I do believe that against, um, Against uh, uh, Galaxy Two, they had uh, Tomas uh, Romero, who's also one of the LAFC goalkeepers. So, again, th- it's just this is a really good squad. They play kind of a weird like four-two-three-one formation, which is very similar. Like once you actually get on the field, it's very similar. They they try to play in the style of LAFC is what I'm trying to get at, and so they. I, I think that they're still they don't have the talent there to play that type of game yet, or they just haven't figured out exactly how to make it work, you know. And so I think it's it's coming. I think Las Vegas is going to get better as as it goes along the the season. So do not take them for uh you know sure. th- think that they're just an easy win or whatever. Um, we do have to play against Oakland, so that's something that the club I'm sure also has to take into consideration. That going right into it on the 29th. Um, luckily, we're we're playing here, where the field is actually nice and 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 clean and green, and you can play on it. Uh, and talking about fields, something that Tay Tay really quick I wanted to mention. I know I'm talking a lot today. I'm sorry, guys, but Tay Tay oh, said, good. "I'm not sure it's been brought up yet, but you guys realize that the game is going to be abandoned at the half after the water balloon fight ruins the field." Don't ask me how I know this, but I do remember. I think this is how I know. Actually, I'm going to tell you. They put down a tarp on the pitch before they have the water fight. And so there shouldn't be any. They just like roll it up once it's over and then they get to play. So it's not like it's going to be on the open grass. I'm pretty okay. sure they'll li- they're a little bit smarter than that. So what they do is they put out, bring out like this big old tarp. They have their water balloon fight. They roll it back up and then they continue the match for the second half. So. They're an event planner masquerading as a football club. So it is always funny to see what they come up with. Foam parties. It's a, was it it's distracting when I was doing this? That's man. what our players are going to have to deal with. <laughs> Halftime show with soccer man. Right. Uh, Pretty much. You're good. I mean, but that's yeah, so it's fun Vegas. to watch on TV, though. But that's and it'll be so fun for those who go, too. 
Yeah, some of you guys are going to go. Enjoy. Have fun. Report back. Let us know how it goes. We might take a bigger trip in August. Is that the next game out there? I yeah. Think? It would be so. might, maybe a little easier, but uh, Godspeed to everybody going out there and have fun. Sorry, Jerry, I was cutting you off. No, 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 no worries. I, I was just going to say, I mean, that's totally Vegas, though, right? Like, that is so Las Vegas. So, I mean, they 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 just completely just run with it. So you got to respect that, at least. I mean, I don't... <laughs> it's silly. It's not the sport, but they they they've made it an event now at this point because I mean and they have to, yeah. and the fans need to have that when uh, the team's not doing very well, and which they haven't been doing just even before the season. So well, there you go. Yeah. What what is this? Uh, the um other thing I would say is once we play oh. Oakland, uh, that's the start of a five game homestand. One of those being Cholos, which oh. isn't technically a USL Championship match. That's a five-game homestand between, what is it, June 29th and um, July 24th, which is basically four weeks, five home matches. Um, That's going to be the the first, the first uh, grind of a of a homestand because I mean you all know, listening here I think or watching here and you know listeners. It's a lot of work. Home games are a lot of work for us. We got to be there early to set up. We got to stay late to tear down. Um, so it's definitely a grind, but um, also I live for those home games. I live for those match days, so I can't wait for that that stretch. So September twenty fifth is the upcoming Las Vegas. After this one, is that what you're saying? The away trip to Vegas. The, the next away trip to Vegas is September twenty fifth. We're gonna do and, that. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say I'd like to do a much bigger um, plan for you know, a, a planned away trip there. Yes, that would be. This time it just kind of didn't work out. The season kind of crept up on us and. Uh, didn't really work out to plan that, but uh, later in the season, I think that we can definitely do that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Tay said, uh, I feel terrible for Oakland. Yeah, so if, for those of you yes. that are listening that didn't know what happened, so basically they had to abandon the game. Or not abandon the game. They just didn't play it, right? It was like rescheduled. Technically, it should Something have been like forfeited. You know forfeited. what's funny? Is, so yeah. it was like it was Sacramento versus Oakland, and the Oakland field just looks terrible. It looks like tic-tac-toe. It looks like one of those kids... Uh, like play mats with the letters and numbers, like that's what it looked like. It was just terrible. It yeah. looked like, and it's turf. Somebody too, said right? carpet squares. Yeah, like they took the free samples of turf and like made a field. Like there was, there's some sad jokes about it, but it's like it really did just look like that. It looked like patchwork. It looked like a quilt, but more than a field. No, the, cra- is, the crazy part is that there was some people in Oakland defending this, saying, like, yeah. well, well, you. You know what? Why did you even say something? Did you just play and like, oh, the field looked fine? What? No, it did not yeah. look fine. No, God, that's terrible. And this is part of respecting the sport, right? Part of respecting the sport and part of respecting the elevation of the sport is is making sure that our facilities and our players are treated well. Especially, I think in the women's game, this has been an issue uh, extremely for a lot of the early NWSL clubs. It's getting a lot better. Uh, recently, but there te- seems to be more of a, at least a groundswell from from different fans to say that, yeah, w- it doesn't matter uh, if I'm the fan of the team that has a problem or the team that's playing against them. We all want the same things, right? We want to have a clean, good match with the right, you know, facilities for everybody. And so in this case, it just doesn't work. And this is the status of American soccer at this point, right? Without our own facilities, without our inability to control fields, this is the stuff you end up with, and this is why clubs need to have those kind of facilities and have that kind of access uh, to their grounds crew and to their fields, right? That's why grounds crews are treated really, really well in most Premier League clubs uh, like Kings, right? Because they uh, make the surface that makes everything go, right? They, they're the people who run the engine, uh, if you will, that everybody runs on. So um, it, it is kind of sad, but it's one of those things where uh, it's just a status of where our, where our sport is treated in this country. 
Um, and I think the the level to which it's at, I think at times is it's a stark reminder of hey, we love this, and it's a very on one end we had the mayor of San Diego declaring our club, you know, a day after it, which is great. On the other hand, the same day you had a club that couldn't play in the same state because their facility wasn't ready for them, right? And yeah. so it's you have those different dichotomies, I'd say of of stuff for sure. But fingers I, crossed Parker's by at September. The fans. Yeah, it, nothing they can do as fans, you know, as supporters, yeah. you know, that's all you can do. It's like yeah, hey, Oakland. Oakland, it's it's this isn't Nisa anymore, y'all. All right, you need to have yeah. a playable field, uh, yeah. and it's uh, hopefully ready by September, September eleventh to be exact. We play against yeah, Oakland Roots up. at Laney College Football Stadium, and then again on the twenty second. So September's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, no, we turn right around and play them again away. Eleven we, days later, we are gonna definitely be keeping an eye on Oakland Roots field to make sure that by September eleventh <laughs> we can do an away trip. Is there <laughs> a webcam we can watch? Just <laughs> like, I mean, you have to look at it also from the Sacramento Republic fans. Yeah, it sucks. Like they traveled. Yeah. Traveled. Golly, man. Okay, but it's, it, it's, yeah. it's two three hours, but it'd be like yeah, going to go into LA Galaxy for us, right? And then being there, yeah. taking the bus up, and then getting there and being like, yep, get back on the but, bus, guys. Actually, <laughs> actually, uh, locals. I mean, I don't know how they're bus was but ours was like a party bus without being a party bus so i'm pretty sure we'd all would have been like eh, let's go let's go, yeah, okay. let's yeah. go <laughs> in the bus for the next couple hours uh, for sure, let's yeah. just drive around no, speaking, <laughs> speaking of the speaking of the bus i just talked about five, the next five home stands the next five home games and then we play at tacoma july 29th then then the next match after that is potentially our next bus trip at the galaxy two galaxy away two, yeah. august 1st it's a Sunday, but still August first, and then we play another four home games at home: Monarchs, Defiance, Lights, Orange County, then Sacramento away, then Loyal home again. So, yeah, these next few months, guys, buckle up because we're about to have a nice, uh, a lot of home matches, and then a bus trip, a lot of home matches, maybe a, an away trip to Sacramento. These next few few months are going to be some, some, some fun, fun months here with the locals. Yeah. Trying to keep up with all of the comments here on the chat. And again, thank you guys that are here and listening and that continue to listen to us every Tuesday night. We're here at 9 uh, p.m. usually. So appreciate everybody that's here. Taza has some very good points. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to be doing some uh, the infamous OK Field. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> Thanks uh, for that, Taylor. Let's see, what do you say? <laughs> what sucks is that their Nisa field was better. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, which was, I think it was a better facility. And and they're, uh, but you do see stuff like in in San Francisco on the Bay, they're building something for SF Glens on uh, Treasure Island, which would be really cool uh, to have that because it's going to be a beautiful little facility. It looks right back at downtown San Francisco. So there's stuff happening in the Bay. It's just like here, right? The hyper. Uh, land prices have made it really impossible for these places, for any club, you know, even the A's, even, you know, other professional sports franchises to find homes. Obviously, the Raiders uh, couldn't, uh, and that's why they had to leave. So it is, you know, similar to here in that sense, but it's it's tough when you do have, like, a better facility. It'd be like if we went from USD to, like, Southwestern, you know, college or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so coming up, coming up for this uh, match in Vegas, again, we are not planning a trip but there is a few people that have already said hey we're gonna go to vegas so make sure that you have the information on our discord if i'm not mistaken uh our director of events uh victor has put up the information on how to get tickets in the section that is being designated to us over at uh, cashman field i think that's what it's called mm -hmm. right? cashman, yep. cashman field. Mm -hmm. um so make sure that you 
get your tickets through there, through them in the right place. Make sure you say you're a San Diego uh, loyal fan, that you're a local, and they will take care of you. The I'm pretty sure. I'm also sure if you if you already bought tickets and you'd like to sit with other locals or other loyal fans, um, give them a ring. I'm sure they can move you. Yep, he yeah. totally will. He's the best. He's really he was really responsive when I finally got a hold of their person. He's the right guy, and he will get back to you within hopefully minutes and an email. You know, if you're doing it during the middle of the day, so nice. you're there, good there. And then the phone is right direct, and he will pick up. So they're they for all their other faults, as you said, are promoters. They do a great job. Great job promoting. That's good. They uh, the thing too. Obviously, it's an away game for those of us that are not going to be going to Las Vegas. We are working on a watch party. We're not quite sure yet on the exact details. We're trying to hash that out as soon as possible. But if you have recommendations, I mean, we might as well take them, right, Steve? I think uh, if you have yeah. any idea of a place that might be good, that might work uh, for a Friday night at 730, uh, go ahead and send us a message or post it actually on events if you feel like there might be a place that you would like for it to happen at. Uh, right now there's a couple of things being talked about actually on our Discord, so we're trying to figure out just – hash it out and figure out what's going to be the best place. Uh, we might end up having a couple spots that we will say, hey, there's a few people going here, a few people going there. So just be aware. Uh, but there will definitely be a, a watch party or two that you'll be able to make it out to uh, on top of whatever the club decides to make happen for that day as well. Um, this one's going to be a fun one, guys. And then immediately, like I said, against Oakland on uh, a Tuesday at home, it looks like we may not be having a barking lot. However, a few of us will be getting together before, I do have to say, and congratulations to everybody involved in putting the parking lot together because that was a lot of fun, uh, and it was it's a lot of work. And so if it's a it weekday, it's going to be very tough, especially on a Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. to make something like that happen. So I think we're going to opt out of doing that, am I, or am I wrong, Steve? Yeah, we, we, we put our feelers out there earlier in the Discord that – kind of consensus we got was it's not really needed and you know let's let's kind of not um kill ourselves on that and i i tend to agree given five. all the details i just went through we have five home games <laughs> coming up in really quick succession then one away game then maybe a bus trip then four more home games so it's going to be a crazy couple months and um weekdays yeah it, it's harder to kind of make things work logistically like i said it's a lot of work we got to get there early so I think we're all. I think uh, I agree. We're going to opt out of the parking lot on Tuesday, um, but we should still plan on some kind of march or some kind of something to go into the stadium. So we'll work that behind the scenes and we'll provide some details probably over the weekend. Awesome. Yep. So twenty fifth yeah, against Vegas Tuesday coming up on the 29th, 7.30 p.m. Home match against Oakland Roots. That should be a fun one too. That's going to be a really fun one. We're going to uh, get to see our uh, our old. Uh, uh, friend uh, Tarek Morad over there with Oakland. Oh, and guess who yep. else just signed with the Oakland Roots? Y'all, y'all know who I'm talking about? Ooh. No. Oh, come on! Don't like. Now I'm, Is Jack now I'm, Mac still up there? I don't think so. Mac and Ernie. Oh, I think he is. I think he might. I think be. he's still on there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Corbin got it. Clementa. Corbin Clementa. Always uh, that's it. right. Corbin always knows. I think I did mm. see that. Cool. Mm. Interesting. Good stuff. It'll be fun. It'll be so. Yeah, we got to unlock the defense that understands our players. They know Barry, but they don't know Blake. Maybe they do from his uh, Utah days. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun again to see. Jack was a player I really wanted to see get unlocked a bit in the last couple of games, and it's really been great to see him get there. And I think Corey's on his way as well. He was doing some really good runs in. So 
that's the kind of player to watch for me is to see if we can get him maybe on the end of some balls, especially against these defenses that might be um, not expecting some more lateral runs like that. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. So that's that's one I'm I'm looking forward to. Just see what the vibe is for our first uh, non weekend match, right uh, at the yeah. stadium. Right, uh, obviously one of nine will be kicking it and loud as always. But uh, what's the vibe elsewhere? And and uh, generally, I think we do want to do the parking lot most weekends. Right, yeah, um, sure. almost every weekend date. It just seems to be so a lot of these weekdays for people to get out of work to get there, you know, and even show up by X time. It's just not going to work. So. Um, as we go on, though, if you do feel a pent up demand to say, hey, I really would love to see a pregame this week, that's what the Discord's for to have those discussions. So always here listening. And as Jerry said about watch parties, too, if it's not this week, maybe it'll be another watch party in a couple weeks at the location you're giving us. So that's that's where that yeah. conversation Ew, keeps going. Awesome. yawning, dude. Maybe, it's uh, contagious. I want to yawn. Burps, but they're burps. Are they burps? burps? But they sound like yawns. You're so good at burping, and it makes it sound like it's a. It's the the beer advertises what it is on the cover. It makes you. <laughs> yeah, just and maybe through the summer <laughs> as we start to get our groove a little bit with set up and tear down and, and you know maybe getting some more help doing this kind of stuff. If you if you are willing to help and listening to this podcast or watching right now, please reach out to us. We could always use some extra hands um, early early on in the days to set up. So yeah, maybe during the during the weekdays things become a little easier and set up and tear down. But just for this week, this upcoming week, uh, we're gonna skip that. Yeah. yeah, Oscar. Uh, but I don't also. I, I don't know if you're here or not. But I. It was great to meet you, man. We are. I will yeah. have my stickers. We'll get you the stickers. That I promise you. I promise. Uh, For sure. Yeah. That was. That was a. I failed. I thought I had some on me, but I actually that day I was just like not even. I was. I was. I didn't have either. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'll get you some outside. Apparently, we can't bring stickers anymore. Oh, we gotta talk about that later on too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, I was going to say, it's very important. These next few games are going to be very, very important because the standings are going to be affected by it a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, right now, currently, we have Phoenix Rising uh, in, in first place with 16 points, Orange County with 13, and they've only played seven to our nine. Uh, we are tied in third and fourth. Uh, technically, Galaxy 2 is above us because of the goal differential. We're at negative four, and they're at positive four, and uh, we both have 11 points. So a lot of goals need to be scored. Galaxy 2 needs to lose. And uh, so that's, uh, you know, they're going to be playing against Orange County, who is currently in second. So... That's not going to help us at all, but Sacramento Republic is uh, not too far away from us with seven points, seven played, uh, and then we have Oakland Roots in last place currently with four games played only, but, uh, you know, and uh, all unfortunately only one win it looks like. Loss, win, draw, loss for Oakland Roots. So these next two games are going to be very important. We're going to take advantage of possibly two of the weaker teams, possibly, and getting, you know, six points out of the next I would say the next two, but you know, th I think that's what we all hope. We'll see how that goes. Yep. Anything yeah, I mean, it's a, we're about a third, about a third of the way through the season, and so it's it's mm, it's important. It's uh, we Wait. can we can definitely make up time in the standings. We've already played uh, Phoenix three times out of four. Um, I don't think any of the other teams that we're that we're talking about um have played them that much. So when you actually break down standings, it's often about you got to take points away from the the top teams. You got to take points away from the the highest competition. And the fact that we've got a W and a draw against Phoenix Rising in three matches it means a lot. So if we can start playing those 
six, seven, eight, you know, five, six, seven, eight um, teams more and more and get some points away from those, uh, we'll be in pretty good shape. I firmly believe we'll be in the, the thick of the playoff race at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say something, but then Drew put up the, the stats. I was going to say to Corbin, who said we should be looking at points per game rather than uh, just points because of the various amounts of games that teams have played. And it's very, very true. Sure. However, exactly. uh, I was going to say, if you, if you come difference. to this podcast for stats, you're in the wrong place, bro. However, <laughs> and then look at this, the stats right, in the, right on the screen. I was like, ah, dang it, Drew. Oh, <laughs> I, thought back, I thought we were done. I <laughs> 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 but no, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. It's definitely you know one of those things. Oh, and Sacramento has been going downhill. I haven't been keeping up with Sacramento too much, but um, maybe that's why they were like, "Hey, yo, we can't play on this field." <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, man, the Pacific Division is a fun one. Regardless, I'm having was, a lot of fun following. I mean, I know Oakland had to had to you know they postponed <laughs> that game. But how they played four matches. We've played nine matches, and they've played yeah, that's four. Insane. That's gnarly. I think they started late, just like uh, Orange County did as well. But Orange County yeah. somehow is, like, fitting all these games in, in like, between the week. So they're right. obviously having facility issues. So my guess is they're also having booking issues with their facility would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tacoma Defiance, though, also only has six games played. And they started yeah, playing at the beginning. I think starting on the road helped us a bit, too, to have those three or four, you know, that four buildup on the road made it to where, especially with California not being open, mm -hmm. Oakland might have just had an issue with that as well in terms sure. of just being the odd man out. But, um, yeah, it's, it is it is weird. That, like, it feels like we played so many games that they've only played Jeez. four. Um, so I'm just looking at the overall Atlantic Central Mountain Division, Pacific Division, everything. Sporting Kansas City, I, I know they're in the Central. They, we we don't ever play them, I don't think, unless they make it. They're not going to make it. Ten games played, seven points out of ten matches. Damn. Ooh. That's why they need a Division bad. Three, Jerry, is because they don't belong in this <laughs> one. So if you all ever want to feel better about uh, San Diego Loyal, go look at the Central Division because, golly, Wow. <laughs> bad. No wonder Louisville is so good because they're playing he's, – they're playing against there man whatever yeah they get to yeah. play okc and sporting kc <laughs> uh, they times? haven't been able to play at home yet and the league might have a four game consecutive away stretch max oh corbin yeah. good point See? there you go Always that would make sense all right well, anything else you guys just a theory he said but uh on on that stuff it. not too much we got that we got that um big match i think that july 3rd match will be a big fun match kind of like this last one was with uh, nationally televised right yeah nationally televised stands full you know we'll be hopefully maybe doing a podcast between this one and that one obviously our next podcast date would be the date of our next game uh typically so we'll right. work out kind of when we want to do that uh, before or after, or maybe you guys have to go it without us. Uh, I know that's a real bummer to not be able to listen to Steve and Jerry, but you can be thankful you don't have to listen to me uh, for one week. So <laughs> you'll have that. But maybe maybe we'll find a way to, to make something happen for sure for you guys. But that's that's it, I think, on the, the specific game stuff. Do we want to get into a couple of the uh, just locals things here before we cut everybody out to the post show? Uh, sure. What'd you got? Um... <laughs> <laughs> stickers can we talk about the stickers before we cut the show officially just let our people know like this isn't cool this is something we should never do again uh as a group we love our stickers the stickers are beautiful great job steve and eileen at ordering and, and uh you know travis i'm sure having some hand in designing yeah but can um, we not 
Can yeah, we not? what happened here? So we got word from the club that there was stickers. We thought that we had heard from the opposing fans they were going to sticker our stadium. So we had looked and made sure that they didn't, which thankfully they didn't really uh, do anything. No. Um, and But we did, apparently, sticker our own section with the stickers that we gave everybody. So another one, we tell you to take some stirkers. Uh, and I was a pro- person telling you to take stirkers. them. Uh, apparently, I have to now give a disclaimer and say don't stick them on property that's not yours. You can, I guess, but don't do it on in the stadium on stuff that's obviously going to get cleaned off like the second you leave. Like, I don't know, like on the benches and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, it was noticeable to a degree that was kind of silly in several different sections of the, uh, not several, but enough to where I have to now say something on the podcast to you guys because it yeah. really just upsets me that you guys just didn't take the initiative to not do that because it's silly. You know, we love the stickers. Save them and use them on good stuff. Turn them into magnets. Do whatever. Just don't stick them on the bleachers, please. Yeah, that needs them. to be that needs to be picked up too. And and uh, you know they have people that are working very very hard. So let's try to clean up after ourselves and and not put stickers in our section where they don't need to be. Put them on somewhere that's useful and you can look at them forever because they're not going to stay in our section. I promise you that. That is not our stadium. They'll be gone. You guys should know that. No, no but uh, the other thing is, I realized there was a um, Legion match right right. You know the following game, the next day. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. And, um, yeah, so they had to clean all that up, you know, and, and yep. have it ready for the next match. So let's be respectful of Grandma's house. It's not our house. It's Grandma's house. Thank and, you, um, The other thing I'll say is, you know, if, if we keep seeing this kind of stuff, we're going to stop giving out stickers for free, right? I mean, these stickers aren't – they cost us money to, to buy true. them. And if, if we see 50, 100 stickers – in the stands, you know, we get word from the club that they see this kind of stuff. We're just going to stop putting them out. We're going to stop giving these away. We want you guys to take some to give to your friends, to put them places that, you know, like Jerry said, you can see them or other people can see them, you know, put them in bars and breweries that allow you to put stickers on walls, those kind of things. Don't put them on stands where they're just going to get picked up because Phoenix that, stadium, they're these cost us, like these cost us money and we're not just going to give these away anymore. If, <laughs> if they just need to get picked up and thrown away, it's just, we're not going to do that anymore. So uh, yeah. don't ruin that for any, any other people. Okay. That's enough of that though. Cause I don't want to sound like yeah, your we're parents. Done. No, we're not coming down <laughs> you guys, but it was just like, shame on everybody. Come on. Oh, yeah. Dude. No, but yeah, we, we want to give you more stickers. Yeah. And everybody was really nice. They're like, these are free. I was like, yeah, these are free. So we want to keep them free and keep them fun. Uh, just keep stickers, make the stirkers fun for everybody. And uh, don't be, don't be stupid. Be nice to one Oh nine. It's our home for now, but it's grandma's yeah. house. Do what I did. And, Get a uh, bottle and put your beautiful sticker on it. And look at that. But when I went to my grandma's like house and played with my toys, there was the toys in a specific closet and you'd always have to put them back in the bin okay. in the specific closet, right? At grandma's house. Right. <laughs> You just you, once we have our own house, maybe we won't have to. We can be a little more. We'll have our own section, but even then, um, you know, Grandma here, we just want to take it easy with. And uh, at least she's letting us back in and doing things at the parking lot. And um, you know, yeah, it was it was fun, guys. That, that let's do this again on on yeah. Tuesday. How does that sound? That's, those would be my closing thoughts. Is you know, while these weeks have been crazy and game days are crazy. Um, this is like what we've always been asking for. It's what we've been waiting for, right? I mean, we, we had one game last year, and now we, we're getting to do this week in and week out. We're getting to go to the parking lot. We're getting to go into the stadium and get to sing the same songs every week. And everybody's getting to know each other and, and getting to put your arms around each other and celebrate with different people. And we're like finally getting to build this community and culture like we've always wanted to. And it's just like 
it makes my soul so happy to be able to do this even though my voice struggles um week in and week out my my like my heart is so happy that what we set out to build what it seems like two and a half years ago now um two years ago now it, it, we're finally getting that chance um to really build this the way that we've always wanted to so um keep it up everybody keep you know uh keep putting your energy out there keep saying your heart out uh stay engaged um thank you so much that's really all I have to say so i just noticed we have our match on the 25th like i said quick turnaround four days for Oakland Roots, it's even worse. They're playing against Austin Bold FC on the 26th, Saturday, and then the 29th wow. playing against us. So, Wow. Yeah. They got to wow. make up the games. Yeah. Bang, bang. There you go. There you have it. We got it. our bangers only with the bang, bang. No, this is going to be uh, just a fantastic but very, very, very tough run for the next couple of months so we appreciate your patience with the leadership with all of us if we reach out we don't get back to you right away please understand that we have a, a lot of things behind the scenes that we're doing along with our lives uh that are you know kind of take over once in a while and so again we appreciate you guys listening to us i think we're gonna call it a night right is everybody good with us saying bye oh yeah okay cool let's go mm. we have again match this friday stay tuned in social media for where you can go and watch it with us and uh Go San Diego loyal. Bye.